welcome back to the Candidly Speaking Podcast. I am your host, Carrie Gillespie, and I am joined by my co-host, Brianna Butler. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. We just had an amazing um, death-free dinner. Death-free dinner. We had uh, curry with Carrie. Yeah, curry with Carrie. And we've <laughs> talked about this curry before um, in another episode. Yeah, I think we did. And I put it in the show notes, so I'll have to put it in the show notes again because <laughs> we're referencing it again. Yeah. It's did you ever so put good, the though. taco recipe in? The sweet potato taco one? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, but that one's good, good too. One. You always come over when we have like the good food. I know. <laughs> My plan. Yeah. Literally, because I hate cooking and I don't cook. Yeah. I'm glad that Brad is a really, really good cook. He because... is. He used to cook in a restaurant. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah he was really, he was, um, I don't know what his title was, but he was good. Yeah, sous chef. Something fancy. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that sounds fancy enough. All right, let's get into The Bachelor talk, and then we have a couple other things to talk about at the end, but let's get right into The Bachelor, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, the last two episodes. So how does this episode on Monday start with Tajwan? Yeah, I think it starts with her coming in. Okay. And this was really interesting, I think, because I did not remember her. I remembered her because she had a really weird name, and Colton, okay. Colton couldn't say her name. Um, but other than that, like, she was literally there for, like, one second. I mean, yeah, because she went home night one, right? I think she was there night... I think she went home the next night. The next night. Okay. I did not remember her at all. Yeah. So... I remember her, but there was, like, nothing... I vaguely remember her, just because her name was so different and unique and... Yeah. So she comes in and is really loud and proud and obnoxious and whatnot, and she goes... She picks JPJ for her date, whatever, to yeah. mutual weirdness. Yeah. They actually looked like they had, like, a decent time on their date. I feel like JPJ is one of these people that can kind of just get along with anybody. Anyone, yeah. I agree with that. They did think... look like they had a decent time. Yeah. Tajwan didn't get really weird until, like afterwards yeah she, she went like psycho she was like super uncomfortable yeah before everything she was so hot she, like she was like sweating and like she kept saying how hot she was and i felt kind of bad for her but at the same time like she would not stop talking about it but it was the crazy switch definitely was uh, flipped after the date oh my gosh huge crazy switch i mean i don't yeah. I just don't even know. So there you have it. Tajwan went crazy. What else did we have going there? She um, was definitely entertaining. I'll say that. But it, crazy. And I was definitely ready for her to, like, stop. Spe- like, you know what I mean? She she was on so many, like, she had so many ITMs. I know. And she said pretty much the same thing for every single one. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of was really sick of her very quickly. Yeah. But that being said, like... I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter afterwards about how, like, she's, like, the perfect reality star. Probably, yeah. kind of an iconic-type personality, and obviously she was only on this show for one one night Mm -hmm. or one day, and she made a huge impact, so I would be surprised if she didn't show up again like I think I think they'll bring her back for for something something else or some other show or whatever because I think she's definitely got the correct personality for this type of setting Mm -hmm. so this I mean this episode was really I I found Monday's episode to be slightly boring Tuesday's was good Monday, I, th- I mean, it was a lot of JPJ, and Tasha obviously went to JPJ, and she pulled the old, I'm not that into him, so I'm going to tell him he should go see other, go on other dates or whatever, that type of thing where she's trying to, like, yeah. make it, like, he's he's choosing something else, but she's like, yeah, you should go do that. So, JPJ takes Tajwan, then takes um, 
what's her name, Haley? Yeah. One of the twins. Yeah. What did you think about seeing one of the twins show up? It was kind of weird. Were you over them? uh, Yeah, I mean, I have been for a while. She seemed so sad. Without without her her sister. (laughs) And like, I I don't want to say like she's old, because she's not, but it, it just felt like she was a part of a different chapter of the show. Different generation, yeah. Yeah. So. And I know what you mean. She's not old, but like in terms of how long ago she was on the show, she is like older in that sense. Yeah, because she's uh, Ben's season, Yeah, right? which is a while ago. I yeah, mean. like a long time ago. Yeah. So it was kind of weird, I think, having her on. And I, I think she felt a little weird because she just seemed really uncomfortable. Yeah. And even like... The, the dates, like, JPJ, both of his dates, I didn't feel like either one was a love match at all. No, no, no. And sure, like, he and Haley had the, you know, make-out session where he was putting some tan lotion all yeah. over. And, I mean, even that, it was like, I don't know, I, I didn't get that, like, I didn't see a lot of chemistry there. And I yeah. felt like Haley was kind of like um, Annalise was last year, where it was like she was trying so hard to force... A relationship and it just was weird. Well, she even said her sister's been dating. Her sister dates some professional hockey player. Oh, okay. Who plays for the hockey team in Las Vegas because she's from Las Vegas. And she even said, um, Emily, right? That's her name? Yeah. Emily's been with her boyfriend for over a year and I just really want to be able to go on come back with a boyfriend and we can go on double dates and it was like get engaged in the same summer or something and it's like oh and it was like cute I can see what she's talking about but at the same point in time like yeah you could tell she was like she really wants that but there's there's nothing wrong with that but like sometimes people want that so much they force it a little bit Mm -hmm. too much and I don't know if she was maybe doing that but I I agree there wasn't too much chemistry there yeah it was just kind of bleh okay rose ceremony let's go to the rose ceremony by this point Taisha has moved in on Derek correct yes Yes. Uh, well, she kissed yes, him before the rose night, ceremony. Yeah. So Tasha was kind of playing the friend game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just really, I want to see you happy. You need to move on. And then she zooms in for the kiss on the rose night. Derek gives his rose to Tasha. That upsets JPJ. And he snaps. He, like, or that's the snap when we start. Well, yeah, that's when we start to see ITMs of him being like, what I think Derek is doing is wrong. And, mm-hmm. like, he's not here for the right reasons and all this other stuff. And he, like, literally starts to get this vendetta. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Which, when I was seeing that, I was like, dude, so him being here before and dating Demi was okay? Like, you think he, you know what I mean? Like, she's, he's here for the wrong reasons. He's just manipulating Tasha, but, like, he was with Demi, and, like, I didn't see you having any problem with that. Right. Um, and the whole thing where he was saying, like, the, he, that he, that Derek um, basically goes after people that follow him online. Yeah. and um, he's just trying to get people or boost his podcast profile and all these other like I thought really random allegations really random and we'll talk about that more in yeah. episode two but that then it comes starts yeah. it starts in on Monday night I so, feel like he okay like this is what I think happened with him I think like a seed was planted and the spiral is starting that night like something in him it like it's planted, and yeah. I don't know if it's, like, producer planted or whatever, That's but... That's true. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Some so. producer was like, dude, what do you think about old balls Derek over there moving in on Tasha? Like, <laughs> and JPJ's like, yeah, dude. And the producer's probably like, yeah, I heard he's got a podcast, and JPJ's like, yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> you just picture that? Yeah. I could. Then, okay, so this episode ends with the roses being handed out. Chris picks Katie, which I was glad to see. Even though I do like Jen Saviano, 
I was glad to see him pick Katie. And then we see the ending where Dean pulls Caitlin away. And it just kind of cuts off there. On her birthday. On her birthday. Which, what he did for her birthday was really sweet. Mm-hmm. He had everyone come over and sing happy birthday and whatnot. And that was sweet. Uh, Tuesday picks up. And right after he gives her a rose and does all those wonderful things, he dumps her. Mm-hmm. Bree sent me notes. <laughs> and she literally put in all caps, you don't break up with a girl on her birthday. <laughs> So that's a quote actually from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, you're right. Do you right. remember that episode I love where that Ted show. did that? And then it also happened on The Office. Really? Michael Scott broke up with uh, Pam's mom on her birthday. Like, I feel like it's a common, like, sitcom trope or whatever, but to actually do it in real life, come on, Dean. I agree. And, and he just really did shitty. that, like, grandiose gesture of love, like, with her, the cake and, like, you know what I mean? Dean is somebody that I think has so many issues and I feel like he kind of was self-sabotaging a little bit. Oh, for sure. And we saw, I'm jumping ahead, but we saw in the previews he comes back. Yeah. And says he made a mistake, but I totally agree with you. I think, I think a big, and he even said when he broke up with her, he's like, I didn't expect to like you so much Mm -hmm. and I just don't see how this will work. And it's like, wait, what? You didn't expect to like her so much, but you don't see how it works. Well, like, and the whole thing where he said, you know, I didn't expect to fall in love. I came here just to hang out for a few weeks mm-hmm. and, you know, with my friends and, I don't know, maybe get out of his van. I don't know, but get a real shower. But yeah, yeah it was just kind of like, okay, well, then why are you even on the show? I mean, I agree with what you're saying about self-sabotage. It did seem a little like that. Yeah. Where he liked her so Got much. scared by his own emotions. His own feelings. Yeah. So it's like, whatever, bro. Whatever. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Um, oh, so after that all went down, I thought that um, Derek had some really good advice um, Mm -hmm. when he was talking to Kaylin and he told her it's not your job to fix him. Which is so true. Because their relationship, you know, it was hot and heavy for, what was it, two days there? Mm -hmm. But you could tell, like, Kaylin, that she she obviously was um, more open about how she felt than Dean Mm -hmm. was, because obviously when Dean started feeling anything, he bolted. But, like, you could tell Kaylin was like, oh, here's a project. And it's like, no... Why do do women do that? Why do women do that? I was just going to say, I don't know. And I I can't say that, like, I've never... I mean, this was much... When I was much younger. But in, like, high school or even in the beginning of college, like, why is it so attractive to have a guy who, like, quote-unquote, has a lot of potential, Mm -hmm. but they still have, like, some really big issues with themselves, whether it's, like, just not being you know, an integrity or not being loyal or whatever. And why is it that girls are just like, oh, but I can make him change. I can fix him. He'll change for me. (laughs) He'll change for me. Like, uh, it's my job to get him to be the man that I know he can be. And it's like, it's really not, It never, it never works. Yeah. And I don't know. I suppose, like, we're all guilty of it to some degree. I mean, if it's not, like, romantic relationships and friendships or whatever. That's so true. People put up with a lot, but... It's such a rom-com thing, though. You know what I, I mean? Know. Well, I, I mean, even the whole, like, their relationship so far could be a rom-com. Yeah. Because the birthday breakup, that's just one thing that, mm. you know, is stereotypical. And then, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I do, I yeah. I do like that line from Derek. I still really like Derek. Although, as we'll see as we keep talking, 
JPJ makes it his mission to like shit all mm. over Derek and come up with this stuff that I I don't think is true. But I hope not. Whatever. <laughs> I always hope not. No one else is ambassador. Like this is the thing. When stuff comes out, and we will talk about this at the end because there's stuff coming out about certain people now that the show is over. But like if someone makes a claim about someone in Bachelor Nation, like there's other people to either be like, yeah, he kind of sucks or she kind of sucks, or there's other people to be like, no, this person is awesome. What are you doing? Like, this mm-hmm. is a lie. It's, it's so weird. It's like the show this season more than ever is like expanded outside of paradise. Mm-hmm. Like it used to, and I think we talked about this a little bit, but like it used to be like they were in like a, like a fishbowl when they were there. Yeah. Like it was all very contained drama. And now it's like all this stuff happened beforehand with stagecoach there were all these relationships um, being formed before filming started. Now, even when they're on the show, there's stuff coming out about stuff that happened in the real world. And I think it's because, you know, the franchise has evolved so much where they all meet each other in other places. So they yeah. have these like relationships, good or bad, with others. And then it's just like, it, it, it almost seems like more calculated than ever before because it's like they all come to the beach with already knowing some of these people already knowing some of the the drama that they're gonna bring on screen yeah Kaylin being you know calculated with the whole Blake thing and uh, I don't know it's it's kind of fascinating I don't know if I like it better this way though yeah I don't know either I mean on one hand the calculations can sometimes add up to some really great tv on the other hand it's you can tell when it's not organic yeah like the thing with Kaylin and Blake you could when she got there right away she said to Chris Harrison like I don't really like Blake like all the producers and Chris Harrison knew that her and Blake had you know what I mean yeah they knew that going into it and like you could see it plain as day she was ready to start a shit storm yeah the second she walked in and when it starts like when the when the episode actually airs and it starts coming out and then all of Bachelor Nation, like the stars or whatever cast, whatever you want to call them, they are all online giving their opinion. Exactly. And fueling the fire, trying to put out the fire. And it just adds this whole other level to the show, which actually is kind of brilliant. And, and I think we've seen, we talked about this with Hannah's season, but we've seen the show start to embrace social media a little bit more. Yeah. So. Well, it's not going anywhere. They kind of have no choice. Right. But they also have to learn how to keep the show, I think, this is my personal opinion, they need to be able to keep the show in integrity, you know, not just making it some joke of how yeah. 20-somethings go on and get semi-famous and then just do freaking Revolve and Stagecoach and all this other stuff. Like, right. So I do think they need to keep it in integrity, but they do need to just adjust to the fact that social media is mm-hmm. is impacting it, I think. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think that's fair. Let's talk about the wedding some. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was a Crystal very beautiful Crystal looked wedding. beautiful. She looked amazing. She looked um, beautiful. I, I think it, I said to Brett, I was like, I don't like either of these people. Like, I was never a huge Crystal fan or a huge Chris fan, but them together, so I was beautiful. like, oh, it I works. Know. Like, it's so weird how. So that's why I feel like, you know, I'm rooting for them because I think they bring out the best in each other. I think so, too. 100%. And I know we've kind of talked about this before when they got engaged or, or, what, or when they got married. Because this, they got married in June, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But the, it was just airing now, and I think we talked about this on the podcast when news came that they got married. Um, separately, they were both pretty atrocious, but to, yeah. but together they really do seem mm-hmm. um, like they balance each other out. Yeah. And they both do seem like a lot better versions of themselves. Yeah. Because they were both semi-villains, like in their season. Chris was like the villain after like. Um, what's his name went home mm-hmm. um, he became like a second story villain almost I mean I don't yeah. know 
because he just kind of went crazy. I don't and they know. both love their dogs. They both love their dogs. So, I mean, that's important. Anybody yeah. that loves their dog, I'm like, okay, you can't be all bad. Yeah, you can't be that bad. So, I thought the, be- the wedding was beautiful. They brought other people from Bachelor Nation in, which yeah, you kind of figured they would do that. Do you think, okay, do you think that they had a separate wedding or was that like their wedding? I think that was their wedding. Is that, okay, like to me, it was kind of weird because like, Charlotte, like we were just talking about how a lot of Bachelor Nation knows everybody, like they know everybody. But like, it's kind of like inviting some strangers to your wedding. Yeah. And then the fact that they allowed it to be filmed as part of like an episode. Yeah. Well, our, um, Carly and Evan did that too. Yo, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's kind of weird though. I mean, do they pay for the wedding? Oh no, God no. So I mean, ABC pays for it. Oh, ABC pays for it. Yeah. yeah. They okay. Pay for so all then of it. I get it, I guess. Because I mean, yeah. why not? If you can have this beautiful dream wedding, and that's the exchange, I guess. Yeah. Cares. I mean, I agree with you. I've never. If I were in that situation, I don't. I don't know what I would choose. Honestly, I don't. Um, yeah. But I thought it was beautiful. I loved the song that she walked down the aisle to. It was called Prayed For You by Matt Stell. Yeah. Beautiful song. Mm-hmm. It's on country radio right now. And Did it's you really see um, Nick Biles tweet afterwards where he was like, um, or no, Chris, Chris himself actually tweeted this. I think Nick just retweeted it, but it was like um, basically uh, something like, they or Jed offered to play, but they oh, turned yeah. him down, or something. But they turned him down. <laughs> I, was like, I did oh, see that. Burn. No, don't even mention him, please. Yeah, right. But yeah. So the wedding was, yeah, beautiful. I what did you think about the way Angela just strut, strut her strut, stuff? strut, strut? Oh yeah. my gosh, that was like she's like the she. Women everywhere are applauding her for that, and I think it's because the, the fact that she got to do that and she looked hot doing it. She and lost some weight. That's like the the dream scenario, right? I know. Like you're parading in front There's of your There's a ex. screenshot too of her walking down the aisle with her strut and Clay's like, like at the side eye. Yeah, have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good, and it. I forgot what the line was attached to it, but yeah, she looked beautiful. She mm-hmm. lost. She was never her chubby but she was very like curvy before yeah. she was just voluptuous kind of like had that kim k look to her yeah um, but she's lost a bunch of weight and she's like really skinny now and obviously she's a beautiful girl she looks beautiful yeah i was um, never like a huge like i don't know I, i'm not like a fan of hers but i'm not like against her either i didn't I get to see was, enough of her to know yeah anything about her and when her and clay when they announced that they were dating i was like oh that's cute mm-hmm. you know but i never really like was super passionate either way about yeah. them so yeah um but yeah I, I thought that was funny oh my gosh it was so funny <laughs> I felt bad for Nicole because I mean it's got to be awkward for her I and mean I this agree wedding but... where they don't really know the people and it's I don't know I don't disagree but I just think that's what you yeah you know that Bachelor Nation was like or the mm. producers were like hmm you know, they had to put him right on the end like that so that know. she would walk right by and they'd have a good shot. Oh, they're they're evil geniuses. They the really producers. are. Hate to love them. I mean, love to hate them. Yeah. One or the other. One of those. Um, how about when... So we watch, like, the wedding was beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Then Chris... we Well, before Chris kind of pulls everyone aside, we start to see JPJ start to pick a fight with Derek. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know what he was thinking, but it was really awkward, I thought. Yeah. What could be going through your head that you're like, I mean, even if you're part of a reality show, okay, we'll give you that, but like, what could be going through your head that you're like, it's a really good idea for me to get in a yelling match with someone. At a wedding. At someone else's wedding. Like, this would be a great idea. I don't know. I think he, he's one of, JPJ is like 
I think on the surface, he seems like such a simple, like, bro-type person. And I feel like that's the guy that we saw, for the most part, on Bachelorette, mm-hmm. on Hannah's season. And now, as we get to know him on Bachelor in Paradise, we're realizing that he is, like, a lot more complex than anybody realized. Yeah, which every... I, I will say every person is more complex than they look on the surface. Oh yeah, absolutely. But so it's been he's he's had an interesting edit, I think, yeah. or character development. And so I think that he's shown like through the Shakespeare thing that he's, you know, a romantic. He's he's obviously falling falling hard for Tasha, but like mm-hmm. I think it part of it is he's very he's got a personality that's really susceptible to that environment. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's just, it's him starting to get in his head. He's obviously shown that he's very emotional. Like, mm-hmm. he's actually yeah. a very emotional person. And I think we've maybe seen that, but we've only seen the the silly side of the emotions. Yeah. And obviously, there's a spectrum. And so now we're seeing, like, what happens when it's, like, the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. No, I totally agree. We're just seeing this other side of him. And he wasn't being discreet. I mean, he wasn't just talking to Derek. He was literally started yelling you know what I mean he wasn't I felt bad for Derek it was awkward and every time Derek tried to say something JPJ would not let him talk like yeah or he'd be like do not insult my intelligence (laughs) that was really good I know and it was like dude he he just asked you a question like I mean it was really uncomfortable for me to watch well and apparently they were right by apparently Derek had been talking and I didn't realize this had been talking to Chris's mom Mm -hmm. at the time and so then JPJ comes over and then starts this confrontation. Yeah. Because, like, Chris actually tweeted about it and he was like, uh, It's yeah, awkward. You know, yeah. yeah. It was just like, yeah. But I'm like, okay, well, that's what you get for having your wedding as a Bachelor in yeah, Paradise true. episode. So you kind of get what you signed up for there. But yeah. at the same time, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. That was not the time or the place to have that conversation at all. No. Weird. So then we see Chris calls everyone over and he's like, thanks for coming, everyone. This should be a lesson that love can happen here. And by the way, A, B, C, D, E, F, you're staying. The rest of you, see you later. That was weird. It was so weird. <laughs> it was really weird. He literally like called them out like we were picking teams for like dodgeball yeah. in first grade. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And the rest of them, he was just like, see you later. I mean, it was so weird. Yeah. It, I didn't, uh, that part was so awkward I felt like and I I think it was Sydney who was like okay well are we supposed to like just go back to the beach now or yeah. what like and, okay so part of me was like okay he kept the people who he's friends with because he's right. really good friends with Clay yeah but then people like didn't Dylan and Hannah stay yeah he doesn't know those two I know they don't know that you know what I mean so I was trying to figure out I was like okay did they pick these people because they know them and they want them to be there but then I'm just like no he there, doesn't there's no way they know those people there was no rhyme or reason to it so it was know. just like what like literally what the hell yeah it was weird it was almost like they were producer picks kind of I mean it had to have been I don't know what else it would have been yeah being set for to establish the maximum amount of drama for all the other storylines. I, I don't know. Obviously, they wanted to have, get Clay to have some time with Angela. Right. The fact that he couldn't bring Nicole with, though, that was stupid. Like, well, they, like, I think they really wanted to make sure he had time alone with Angela. But that's so mean. And, like, you should at least have a plus one. I mean, <laughs> come on. You're looking at this logically, and Bachelor Nation is not logic. I know. There's no place yeah. for logic. It really isn't. So, I mean, we see half of them go and half of them not. And then, I mean... We see Clay tell, like, a group of guys that it was weird seeing his girlfriend here. And they're like, wait, you mean your ex-girlfriend? Yeah, And he's like, oh, shoot. And it's like, dude. 
Yeah. That was great. They got that on camera. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, and then... Oh, one thing before I forget that yeah. I was going to mention. So, because Blake didn't stay, right? He was only there for the first part. Yes. But Blake was there, and Becca was there. You're right. At the wedding. Becca Cuffrin. Yeah, and there was no mention of that. No, they didn't and mention he, that at all. he was second, or he was runner-up or whatever in her season. Yep. So, like... I thought it was interesting that there was no mention of it no mention nothing yeah you're right i didn't even really notice that so you're right yeah i didn't think of it at the time i thought of it later it's like i sit and contemplate these episodes because they're so fascinating it's so true but um yeah so anyway but yeah so clay obviously got his moment yeah with angela i think what did you think of their conversation um i i was fine i mean i think obviously she's not over it mm-hmm. and she's still very bitter about the whole thing he broke up with her she like said that like right off the bat she was like when we decide to end things and she was like no no when you ended things so yeah. she like wanted to make sure everyone knew that he broke up with her yeah and she was still very hurt by it yeah. i think like any girl in that situation i mean you want closure and i think that's kind of what she was looking for but she also just like do you think she she obviously doesn't want him to be happy yet like they're not to that stage where it's like oh yeah hey we're not together but hope you find what you're looking for kind of thing like they're not there yet um we find out the next day that she's coming to paradise yeah and okay so obviously like that was planned yeah i think so too so the fact that she like doesn't i mean maybe they can't say anything maybe there's a non-disclosure or something but like it just seems very manipulative kind yeah of. Not that, not that I'm blaming her, but... Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was definitely some thought going into that about how her showing up the next day, and we'll mm-hmm. see it kind of left off. It's going to be great TV. I'm oh, not no, it's going to be... It's going to be great TV. That'll... I mean, it'll be interesting to see. And then we see in the previews, Clay kind of saying, I might have to leave Paradise. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And so we see this teaser of him, like, not knowing. Yeah. So we really don't know. I feel like Clay is a good guy. Yeah. And he really just, like... He's not feeling it with Angela, obviously. He doesn't want to hurt her. Yeah. So I, my prediction is it's going to be something like, you know, he likes Nicole. They're obviously not at the level that he and Angela were. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to, like, strut around in front of her. So he just, I think he's just going to leave. You think so? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I guess if I were in his situation, I would. There's no way you're going to enjoy yourself anymore. Yeah, no, it's going to be awkward. Okay, one last couple I want to talk about is Kaylin and Connor. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? We saw them kind of kiss and hang out at the wedding, and then he came to Paradise the next day. Yeah. So, <laughs> Connor is kind of a bro, too, a little bit. Such a bro. He was He's the like, one that left all the sticky notes, right? Yeah. Okay. But his... Okay, I will say, I don't know if his personality is, but his voice is very bro-ish. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if he is... I'm not sure if he is quote unquote a bro, but when he talks, it's like, yeah, I just, I really think that like, you know, everything happens for a reason and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, um, I guess I don't have a problem with Connor at all. I think he's fine. Uh, I don't really know much about him other than he didn't really get a lot of screen time on Hannah's season. No, he didn't. The fact that like, uh, Caitlin just, I'm kind of just done with her because, uh, she goes, she broke up with, or Dylan broke up, or Dylan. Dean broke up with her, and then this was the day before. Mm-hmm. And then Connor walks in, and she's like, "I'll go 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 for him." All of a sudden, mm-hmm. she's like, I, 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 it, "It's so transparent what she's trying to do." I'm so over her. It's like just 
I'm so, so over now she's going to be madly in love with him. And like you said, we see in the preview that Dean, Dean coming back. back. So it's like, oh gosh, here we go again. I just, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like I, I hate ripping on women because I just, I don't want to. And I don't ever want to judge a woman or whatever. But like, I'm just really not a fan of her. Mm-hmm. She hasn't done a lot to redeem herself on um, this show yet. Yeah. And even since the show, Some like things have come out, which I don't think we should give that away because no. um, it was filmed. The reunion was filmed yesterday and we have read spoilers. Yeah, we read spoilers. <laughs> so we heard some things that came out um, in the reunion. But I'm just going to say it's not like very flattering. Uh, it's not very flattering towards yeah. Caitlyn once again. So it's like but, but even like what she's done on like Twitter and like stuff up till now. I'm just I'm just not impressed with her and no. how she's handled it. And I think what happened to her is devastating. And you know what she went through um, being a sexual sexual assault assault survivor like that is horrible it's horrible I can't imagine and I understand that there's trauma that comes with that but she just like has really made some really (laughs) she said some questionable things she said some mean things she's done some really questionable things yeah she's acted really questionably it's just like I just I really want to root for her I I do too I really I really do I want to root for her I want to root for everybody I want to root for love but she makes it hard she does make it very she makes it so hard I'm so yeah I totally agree with you I want nothing more than for like to be like oh she deserves this I just love her but like instead I'm just like oh my gosh please go away like I think she's just like so young still like that makes me sound so old I'm not that much older than her but like she just turned 24 right yeah I mean I agree sometimes these people I want to slap them on the face (laughs) but then I'm just like you know what if I were 23 24 25 and I were on this show I'd be I mean, I've changed, and granted, I just turned 28. Yeah. But the difference between me as 23 to 24 and the difference between me at 27 to 28 is pretty sizable. Like, yeah. just in the <laughs> way I, I view myself and the way I view my relationships and the way I carry certain aspects of my life, like, it's just, it's very different. I don't yeah. know. Again, and I don't I th- want to seem like we're old and I wise. Know. <laughs> I think just, like, the in that setting, because, like, you're already, Agreed, like, that at setting. that age, you're so vulnerable and then you go in that kind of setting and I think it just exacerbates it 100% you're so right and we've talked about this before you said that you'd be crazy if you were on The Bachelorette oh yeah I'd be nuts (laughs) (laughs) and you're like the sanest person I know oh my god am I really that's really sad but you're like yeah I'd I'd be crazy I'd be be crazy yeah I would not last yeah Mm -hmm. and I'd be the person in the corner that's just like John Paul Jones with the chicken nuggets or whatever. I'd just be over there being like, whoa, do you have some vegan nuggets or what? Like, <laughs> that would be me. Do you see KFC's getting that? Yeah. yeah. I know, that's anyway. so cool. Yeah. And Burger King has their Impossible Burger. Yeah. Change is coming. It's good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. So, yeah. Um, One last thought on, what do you think of Christina? I think she's been, I think she's proven to be really manipulative this season. I am so season. upset because... I've talked about her before on here. You really liked her, didn't you? I love Christina, and I love her story, how she came from Russia, and she went through so much hardship, and she's kind of, like, come out of that a better person, and now I just feel like she's getting sucked into the drama of this franchise, and it's so hard to watch. The way she manipulated Blake into, like, giving her... This was on Monday, into giving him him giving her his rose there we go yeah. had to get my pronouns right <laughs> yeah, um, it too. the way he she manipulated him i was like oh my gosh Ugh. that was just icky yeah you I know d- what i mean i didn't like um oh, what's her name caitlin caitlin thank you 
I'm not a huge fan of her either. And did you notice how Blake did the spin move on her? Ugh. I'm like, stop with the spin stop move. Stop dancing, Blake. I, I do agree, like, with her. <laughs> I would be upset, too, if I, like, were her because of how that whole situation went down. Oh, I'm 100% going to give you my rose. And then Christina swoops in. and Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be more to that, right? Like, what does Christina have on him? That... I, I was thinking that, too. I'm like, she. there has to be some kind of beef or something There's she has be. on him. got to be something. But I, I, and I don't. I don't dislike, I'm not to the point where I dislike Christina, but I think she's come across, she's getting, and I listened to a podcast with, I love Nick Vile, but I listened to a podcast where he was asked what his opinion of Christina was for this season, and he said, Nick's very honest, that's what I like about him. Yeah. He said that she, that um, he thinks that she's getting a p- very accurate edit of who she is. Really? Yes. Aww. And so, um, I mean, and I, I'm, I mean, Nick obviously has his opinions or whatever, but like, I agree. I what what she's coming off as is coming like it's becoming, mm. it's coming off really like genuine that she's kind of manipulative. Honestly, oh, no. you know what I mean. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying she's a bad person. There's plenty of nice people who are just like, they know how to manipulate people to get what they want. Yeah. And that's what I think it is. I don't think she's a bad person. I just think she like is she's beautiful. Yeah. She, um, I just think she knows how to get what she wants from people. She knows people. how to survive. Exactly, because she's had to. Yeah, I no, think that's... 100%. That's probably what that is. It's probably her instincts kicking in from oh my gosh, years stop of making excuses to do that. Oh my gosh. Psychoanalysis time. <laughs> 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 That was so funny. Oh You're my just gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stop you guys. Yeah, you better stop me. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of just how she's coming off and you're feeling yeah. the same way you think. Mm. Yeah, unfortunate. You yeah. never know. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's reunion. She has some things to say, we know. So we will see what she has to say. It'll be interesting. Yeah, so I'm excited for this reunion more so than a lot of other reunions. Yeah, I'm usually not like super thrilled for reunions. Not for VIP, you know. Mm -hmm. It's always like whatever. Yeah, it's like a parade of couples. Exactly. This one should be good. Yeah, so we will see. All right, that's going to wrap up our VIP talk. We have some other things we're just going to hit on real quick. Nothing too intense, but we have oh, to I have a good segue if you're if you're going to talk about the Taylor. Oh my gosh, of course. I was just going to say we have to mention <laughs> Taylor. Although I want to just put a little side note here. I texted Brianna on what day was it that it came out? <laughs> last Friday. I texted Brianna on last Friday, and Brianna and I just full, full disclosure. Brianna and I text almost probably every day. Yeah. We whether we say ask how their day's going or just make a joke to each We're other really or whatever. Sweet, you guys. I know we really are. We're <laughs> a good couple. Anyways. <laughs> So I texted Brianna on Friday morning and I said, hey, I know this is a big day for you. I just hope you enjoy it. And I'm just really excited for you. And she texts me back and she goes, what's today? Oh my gosh, I felt so dumb. I'd already bought the album. Oh, of course you did. So I was like, and I'm like, like it's T-Swift drop I'm, day. <laughs> that was so, I laughed so hard because I was like, oh my gosh. Like, because... I'm like something. Oh my gosh! Like, am I forgetting something? Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I don't know. That was so funny. But yeah, it was a big day. What do you think of the album? So okay, this album has been a slow burn for me. Okay. The first time I heard it, oh, this is gonna be my segue. So okay. Taylor hung out with um, Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid at the VMA after mm-hmm. party, and Tyler C C was there with was, Gigi. Was with there with Gigi. So that's there you my go. segue. So Taylor actually met. Tyler, Tyler C yep. and hugged him and said, "Hey, so great to meet you. Mm-hmm. She's sweet." So anyway, that's what the TMZ article said. Anyway, so I heard that same thing. Okay, good. Um, anyway, so no, it's it's um, Taylor. Like, 
obviously I'm a huge fan of hers and um, the first time I heard this album I was like oh it's okay you know but I here's my problem I think I get so attached to like whatever the current album is because I listen to it so much yeah and when I don't know the songs yet I'm just like it, it's hard to get into them yeah but the more and more I listen to this album the more brilliant and brilliant I realize that it is so yeah. yes in short I like it a lot we were talking a little bit when we were eating our vegan curry that um, Taylor is really like um, lyrically impressive. She's amazing. Yeah, her songs like um, I don't think people realize she no. writes her own stuff. No, she doesn't. That's that's what I love. You guys all know that I really like country. Mm-hmm. I prefer country Taylor. Mm-hmm. But what I do respect about um, Taylor throughout her entire career, when she was country, now that she's pop, is that her albums have always been a really big. A perfect like encapsulation of what her that like part of her life has been yeah. like, and yeah. I really respect that because if you're singing someone else's songs, that's not necessarily true. True. And there are some artists now that I know that are really big, and they don't have to write their own songs because no. they have other people writing them. And so these people have been married for ten years, but they're um, you know singing these songs about like we were sixteen in the back of my car, and it's like, dude, you're forty five. Like, why are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they still have a wonderful voice, and they're at this point in their career where they don't need to write their songs. But for Taylor, all of her music is really indicative of what's going on in her life, and I yeah. really do respect and love that. Yeah, and she sings from the heart, and you can tell in this, I mean, this album is so complex because, well, it's, okay, it's called Lover, and it's and each song is kind of like a different perspective of love in mm-hmm. a way, and she's obviously in a very um, long-term committed relationship with Joe Allen, yeah. the British actor, and you can tell that um, she's really, really happy right now, and I'm really happy for her, and she, she's got some... Um, like really uh intimate songs on this one like um one is soon or soon you'll get better which is about her mom's fight with cancer and that one's like oh my gosh like it makes me want to cry and then she's also um she's got one that i really like called the man and Mm -hmm. she this is one that she's talked about wanting to write before and just hasn't had the right words for but basically like she envisions how her career and just life in general would be different if she had been born a man Mm. and like how like there's basically like a double standard for men and women especially in her industry and so I guess that one's not so much about love necessarily but like most of them are are um there's definitely a theme to the album yeah yeah I agree and she lyrically I mean some songs it's like lyrically this is shit but the beat's so good yeah um, but Taylor's songs are always just like, man, lyrically, this is bomb.com. Yeah. You and know, I, and I don't think like, I mean, I'm obviously, like I said, a huge fan of hers, but I, I don't think people realize how hard she works either because like, she's not just like writing the songs she's bringing to the recording sessions, like her whole vision mm-hmm. and even like album order. And she's got like all these little Easter eggs and these little touches that just, like there's one song where it's got kind of like a 70s vibe to it and in the beginning you can hear like the sound of like like you'd hear if you were starting a record like a vinyl Mm, record yeah just little things like that that and then um there's a lot of like throwbacks to either things she's written like she had that article in Al that we talked about on the pod and um even like different references to like previous albums and different things in her life and I feel like this album is really special because it's the first one that she'll own too yeah. after the whole record label debacle and um I, brett was telling you about this before when we were eating but so there's four like different versions of it yeah. deluxe versions and each one has like different diary entries that 
she shared from her like career basically so she's kept a a diary her whole career Mm -hmm. and so she shares different um sections from those and so I think like one it's it's really cool to like see her perspective of these and and she's just a normal person Mm -hmm. at the end of the day really and um so, so it's cool to see like that evolution of her career through her own eyes through those entries she obviously doesn't share all of them just like sections of them yeah and then also just um to see i I don't know how to explain it like i'm just really impressed with her yeah i I think that this album like really encapsulates who she is as a person how she's grown yeah so yeah no i totally i agree i think I think it's so important that we continue to call these people artists because like you said it really is such an art. Making music is really hard to do. Yeah. I mean, I like to write and I I mean, I love I can you know, I love classic literature, some mm-hmm. F. Scott Fitzgerald stuff like that, but like so they can they've written beautiful books, but like so Taylor writes beautiful books and then like makes them into songs mm-hmm. almost. It's like you need to be a good writer, you need to have like uh you know, the musical vision, you need to know beats and melodies and things like that. Yeah. And if you really want to string it together in like an album in a cohesive way, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's literally like an art form. Yeah. Literally and she's an artist like molding a piece of clay. Yeah. And and today like even like just with Bachelor Paradise, like there's there's a whole other element outside of the show in that case and in this case the album like the she's very involved in the whole narrative of Mm -hmm. how the album's promoted and even like the like fashion line that she's doing with Stella McCartney and just Mm -hmm. all these other aspects even the videos like she's a very hands-on oh totally person yeah I think a lot of celebrities are very like show up do what they need to do and leave 100 percent so she's like the opposite of that and and she's really proud of that and she's also very um open with fans I I just think it's she's just really I feel like a good role model yeah she takes it seriously there are certain once you get to a certain star power you can really phone it in because of Mm -hmm. your your name is just so so big what one I mean I don't want to dump on her but one person I've heard who does this is Mariah Carey oh yeah she's yeah she's just Mariah Carey and I've heard she comes to shows and she literally just sits on a stool and sings and it's not I've just heard her shows are not good at all. And it's because she can sell tickets just on Be Mariah Carey. Yeah. You know, she gets to this point where she can phone it in and she can still make money and people are still going to want to go. Taylor Swift is 100% at that point. Mm -hmm. But I've still repeatedly hear people say how into her the whole process she is yeah. from the promotion to the music videos to the shows to and you can you can tell oh 100 you can tell so yeah that's why i'm a big fan obviously but yeah like even um what i like too is um like somebody in my office is like you know i don't i'm not a huge fan of her music but i respect the hell out of her yeah yeah and so i feel like she's one of those people and i think that um every generation needs somebody like that so Oh, you guys. Hey. Bree's going to cry. I am not going to cry. <laughs> Only if I listen to that song again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So sad. So there you have it. We could probably do a whole article, a whole um, episode about T-Swift. And maybe as more, um, as it kind of promotion and stuff goes for it, we can give updated thoughts on how we're feeling yeah. about it. And it'll be interesting. Um, how many singles? Does she have any singles to release from it yet? Or has she released all of them? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I yeah. don't know how that goes. I'm like, okay, here's what's interesting, like, about me, I think. It's like... Obviously, like, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I'm not, like... There are some people that are, like, legit crazy mm-hmm. fans. Like, they're online, like, stalking, stalking her, her, basically. And yeah. I'm... Like, I'm... I didn't even know who Joe Allen was until, like, a year ago. So, I'm, yeah, like... I don't think anyone did until she... Yeah. And now he's he's had some big roles, and now people know him. But before her... Yeah. He was moderately I, mean, I didn't even known. know they were, like, dating right away. Like, I'm not, uh-huh. like, 
watching her all the time. That's weird. So, yeah. I'm not weird. She's trying to convince me. <laughs> I believe you, okay? <laughs> She's like, you guys, I'm really not weird. I, I'm, like, not weird. Like, I'm, like, totally not weird. You guys are not weird, okay? Like, it's like <laughs> Shut only, up, a weird, only a weird person would have to say they're not weird. I'm True. just kidding. True. You're a fan. Uh, I like it. You, it's she's a good person. I think to look up to. So there you go, T Swift. Congrats. Woo. Um, keep writing. Lover. Congrats. Keep doing what you do. Yeah. This is kind of a fun one here. Um, a hashtag that came up on Twitter. I want to ask you about. Hashtag. Everything was great until. Yeah, that's funny. What do you got? Um. Let's see. Tell he ordered a hamburger. Mm, <laughs> yes. Everything was great until they said they're not a dog person. Aww. <laughs> Everything was great until, I'm trying to think, Jed pulled out his guitar. <laughs> um, everything was great until adulthood. Yeah. I hated being a kid, so. Did you? Yeah. yeah. It was whatever. It was like. Not, I hated not being able to like go where I needed to go. Yeah, that is frustrating. So I want to ask you quickly about this one. Um, you said about you hated being a kid. Yesterday I texted Brianna and I asked her um, about how I could become more of a doer because I've said several times that Brianna is very much a doer, and I am a I like lists and I like planning and I like being strategic. But then when it comes to actually doing it, it can be intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brianna just like does stuff right away. Do you have it's any a, tips for how to become a doer? You you kind of just told me like, oh, that's just the way I am. And then you're like, we should talk about it on the podcast. And I'm like, okay, but like you better have better advice than that. I'm just like, so, um, no, that was a really like, that really made me think. Cause I was like, first of all, like it takes all kinds. Like I, I am not somebody that's like going to be the visionary, um, big picture, 30,000 foot person. Like I just don't. I, I don't think like that. Yeah. And I think it's great that, like, people like you think like that. I mean, we need people that are, that can do that. Um, but I think, like, as far as taking that and harnessing it into actual, like, action, mm-hmm. um, I was trying to think about, like, what I actually do. And I, I think, like, it's important to, one, um, set reasonable goals. Yeah. I know everyone says that, and that seems like such a generalization, but it's true, like... I think what happens, and I'm guilty of this too, but especially, like, people, like, prone to more of, like, the dreaming personality type, it's really easy to just um, get swept up in that instead of um, reining it into... So, like, let's say your dream was, I'm going to write a novel. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great dream, but you need to start with something a little bit more realistic so how about you start by writing a short story or something or writing a writing a chapter otherwise like I think what happens is you get like too far ahead where it's like oh what am I going to call the book and what is what is the whole overall theme going to be and who are the characters and what's the whole plot and um planning is important but you have to have like realistic steps I think yeah no and then the other thing I think that um really helps is surrounding yourself with people that are doing things Mm -hmm. so like for me if I'm at work and everyone else in the office is having like a lazy day it's a lot harder to get motivated so true you know you're surrounded by people that are like go 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 type people and um I always think of like I was talking about my my grandpa like he's he's a go 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 type person Mm -hmm. and when I'm hanging out with him like I'm go 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 too because you know you're with somebody that's like that so 
I did find an article on this because I was like, huh, I wonder what other people have to say. Yeah. But um, some of the ones, and I can send this to you, but it's like write down goals and give them a deadline, balance wants and needs. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing too. Like um, he gives the example, like if you want to save $10,000 in one year, you have to actually like look at your budget and figure out if that's even like realistic before Mm -hmm. you do it. Like um, surround yourself with doers. That was one that he had. Stop doing what doesn't work. So, obviously, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting something to change. So, if um, so, he says if you've been dreaming about something but your attempts haven't led to a positive result, then it's time to reassess yep. how you're going about it. And then uh, I liked his last one because I'm a big fan of Murphy's Law. Have you you know Murphy's Law? Yeah, yeah. Um, assume everything will take longer and cost more. It's very true, and as someone who's remodeled a couple houses, it's 100% true. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) You're so Uh, good at it, though. Oh, that's so true. That's just how it is. That's all right. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, so I don't know if any of that is, like, helpful. No, those are good tips. Here, I'll text you that article there. Yeah, so Brie will send me the article, and we will leave a link to that in the show notes. I'm going to ponder it more, and I'm going to make it one of my goals for the next month to just try and be a little bit more of a doer, um, even in just small aspects. Yeah, I think you... And I'll report back. Don't put pressure, I mean, don't put pressure on yourself either. Yeah. Because it's not always good being a doer, 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 doer. Yeah, Because then you go crazy like me. So um, I think it's good to have a good balance of of dreaming and doing. And um, I I think that it's something that we'll all probably work towards our whole lives and never achieve perfection in. But I know that sometimes I wish I were a little bit more... um, not so practical yeah you know what i mean yeah i hear you i think you're right though it takes all kinds of kinds yeah absolutely yeah thanks for that brie i'm gonna check in probably next month i'm gonna do it september and just try and see if i can make some little changes and i'll tell you guys how it goes yeah so before we leave we want to give a little shout out to the dogs in our lives because it was international (laughs) dog day the other day so rosie rosie we love you rosie Shout out to Rosie, shout out to Gatsby and Lila, my wrinkly loves of my life. (laughs) We love all you guys. Every day is International Dog Day. It really is. Yeah. It's not just contained to one day. So that's going to do it for this episode, you guys. Thanks so much for being here. Bree, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah. Always a pleasure. BIP is winding down. So Uh, I know what I'm going to do with my life. What are we going to do? Lord only knows. I know. I'm sure there'll be more drama that comes out. I know. There will be after the show gets done there'll be more drama as always so thanks so much Bree. thank you guys for tuning in we love you and we will see you next time bye